What's up, guys? Welcome back to Catch These Hands podcast. We're so pumped for you to join us today. Let's get to it. Well, we're going to talk hey, about yo. the NBA. We're going to start off with the Giannis injury. The two-time MVP underwent an MRI that confirmed the diagnosis of a hyperextended left knee, but with no structural damage. A lot of people were freaking out, thinking that he tore his ACL. He's going to be out for an entire season. That's not going to be the case. So he'll be coming back, but we don't know when. Will the Bucks have enough momentum with this injury to make it back and win the series? They don't have any momentum well, right now. They don't have any momentum <laughs> until he starts going the court. Did that deflate like, the team? I think it yes, did. of course. Yeah, no, I think if, if he doesn't step back on the court, then they don't win. Like, that's just the facts. Yeah, they won't win another game without him. And I also believe yeah, whoever, I steps back on the, whoever steps back on the court first, that's the person who's – like, if Trey Young steps back on the court first, Hawks win. If fucking Giannis steps back on the court first, fucking Bucks win. They both step back on the court at the same time, Bucks win. Yeah, Look I agree. With, I agree with that. Look at the two teams. It's like so. Trey Young goes down, and they have someone like Lou Will, who's a veteran, take a step up, who's an absolute hooper. And then <laughs> the Bucks go down, and a step up for Giannis is what like Bobby Portis, who did some nice things, but like it's not the same. They're they're super deflated without Giannis there. That's that's gonna kill their whole entire thing. So if you were all to guess today, who's gonna win that series? Hawks, Hawks, and six. And then if, Giannis, Chris- if Giannis is hurt, then then the Hawks. I yeah, think the Hawks all depends without just- Trey Young even stepping back on the court. People were saying about Chris Middleton. Uh, 20.4th quarter and uh, win over the Hawks. Is he as viable as Giannis for making the Bucks who they are? Wasn't enough. Wasn't enough. It makes you wonder because it's like... You need both of them. Yeah, it's like a... It's not like... It's a... What do you call it, Package deal. Like, you're not going like, to just, like, win with just one. You know? Tough. It's like Clay and yeah, Curry. No, nobody eats just jelly sandwiches. I eat just peanut butter. I like that. There. That's because you're poor, though. <laughs> okay. Hey, that one out. That one was an uncalled blow. Here's why I think it's that they don't fit. It's because I just like the, peanut butter. The puck, the, <laughs> the Bucks don't really have another backup three point shooter or backup scorer like Milton, right? And they also don't have like a backup big man that makes as big impact as uh, Giannis. So when you lose one of them, it's just like now they just have to score. And if Atlanta's smart, they'll know what to do. They know how to play defense against that. Vice versa with Giannis. We have a new coaching hire, Jason Kidd to the Mavericks. He's coming from the Lakers as assistant. He was the former Bucks coach. Uh, but the problem is, or some, some controversies arising, a past history of alcoholism and domestic abuse charges. Now, he filed a divorce from his wife, but she actually filed a counterclaim for a divorce, claiming that the star, the NBA star, former NBA star, broke her rib, and damaged her hearing by smashing her head into the console of a car. What are your thoughts about this hire? This is... Uh, I didn't know we were going to go that deep. Listen, oh, uh, I mean, deep. the only reason you hire Jason Kidd is if is if Luca is begging you to. I mean, I, I mean, more importantly than finding a coach is making Luca happy and keeping him there. And so he better have been the one pushing for Jason Kidd. Or otherwise, this move does not make sense. Yeah, I don't think he, like, and it's not just Jason Kidd's fault. I don't think Jason Kidd's a good coach, and I don't really like him on or off the court. But also, I don't think a lot. There's a. It's really hard to be a player coach and come in with that success because people assume you're going to succeed because you're a successful player, and then people come in these coaching roles. And I just don't see it working out a lot. I think Jason Kidd's one of those that doesn't work out. But also, I just don't like who he is either. So I think it's a dumb hire. 
I mean, I don't want to downplay his experience. Uh, I mean, he has, you know, like four and a half years of experience as a, a, a head coach. You know, he's worked with elite players uh, like Giannis and LeBron. He's won championships as a player. He, he, you know, he has all that experience. But just just from an optic standpoint, I don't like this move. I mean, Mark Cuban, you know, he he's a business guy. He, he, he I don't even think the the Mavs are his main priority. I don't I think with his past history, the Mavs uh previous sanctions uh and now, you know, hiring Jason Kidd, I just think all of this this work to improve his own self-image. I mean, Cuban's talking about running for president. This just is not a good look. Here's my only here's my only thought on on Kidd. I knew he was a shitty, bummy head coach the minute he told his player to run into him so that they could spill water on the floor to get a timeout. If you can't manage a basketball game to the point where you have to get, like, spill stuff on the floor and, like, basically cheat, I don't think you're a good head coach, you know? I think it's a huge publicity stunt because it's like, oh, it's Jason Kidd. We won a title with him. I, I don't like the hire, and I don't think – I think it's like it might be good for like the first like quarter of the season, but once they start sucking, I think Luca's gonna get mad, and then all of a sudden, all drama's gonna be unleashed. I think that makes it worse is they just had a really good coach, in my opinion. <laughs> it's like Rick Carlisle. Yeah, and, I think he's a really good coach, and they just they're just going down from here. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they have they have bigger fish to fry than honestly finding a new head coach. Uh, you know, the, I mean, I, I'm sure we're gonna talk about the. Uh, the Luca KP beef. Yeah, Cold. I'll transition to that. I'm Cold joking. Tra- yeah. yeah. So Porzingis and Luca, there is beef in the house. The problems keep piling up for the Dallas Mavericks. So the two have been known to have dust ups. This is all according to Mark Cuban. One of them actually occurred after Porzingis visited a strip club after a playoff game against the Clippers. While the Mavericks decided to laugh off the event, it reportedly angered Luca. So this is going to be fascinating to unfold. If we see Porzingis leaving, Luca's not going to have really any pieces, even though Porzingis wasn't that contributable this past season. Y'all's thoughts? Could you imagine going to a strip club in Dallas, just seeing Kristaps standing there going crazy, though? Could you imagine that? I think he's supposed to be the second best player on the team. He's just the second tallest. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like my teammate either if he was eight feet tall and he couldn't post up a folding chair. I mean, come on. Like his performance in this playoffs was terrible. Terrible. Maxing him was probably the the mistake that will will cost them. Uh, you know, that will be their downfall. Yeah, but who got the better trade, the Knicks or the Mavericks? Nick Scott, what? Dennis Smith, what? And Tim Hardaway. Pick? Tim Hardaway is a good. That's a good pickup. I think Tim Hardaway is really good. I also I love that by Luca. You know, he's just a he's just a pro. He's been a pro since he's sixteen. Uh, I think Porzingis might he might go to Europe in a couple of years because like you can't get away with stuff like that. You can't just you can't because I don't think he played any good playoff games against the Clippers. And for you to be like, oh, I'm gonna go to the strip club after a game, it's just that's that's just horrible. Etiquette. Yeah, I think he, maybe didn't Lou Will go to a strip club like during quarantine? But Lou Will can do whatever the hell he yeah, wants. He's yeah, like yeah, J.R. Like Smith. That's Lou Will. <laughs> the lemon pepper. Well, hey, when, lemon pepper when, Will. When nature calls. But listen, I, I, if Luca was like kick 
kick him off the team. The Mavs need to kick him off the team. Like they need to do whatever they they can to make Luca happy. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I think like it doesn't make sense to if if Luca's like no, I don't like Jason Kidd. They shouldn't have hired him. Like so I, that's why I think that Luca had a big decision in you know in so Luca is pretty much the owner of the Dallas Mavericks right now. I mean, he should be. Yeah, Luca and Dirk. That's a little weird because, like, that's like a weird thing to say. Like, I hate how how much power the NBA players have nowadays. Like, it's kind of started with LeBron, where it's like you gotta kind of like bend a knee to them. You know? I mean, it's not even it's not even just Luca though. Like, the, like the Mavs are not in a situation right now to lose the pieces they already have. They just lost their GM of twenty four years. Rick Carlisle left after 13 years with the Mavericks. I mean, they need to keep Luka. They, there's nothing else if they lose Luka. No, I agree. I also, I'm, here's another question. Like, who who would you want Dallas to go get? Or who do you think Dallas would be best at going and trying to get? They need Jimmy like, Bucket. They need, like, three huh. defensive players that, that kind of just, you know, assist Luka. Butler would be a good good spot for that team. Yeah, I feel like. he would. He okay, would. well, that's not going to fucking happen. Oh, what about saltiness. Um, no, it's not saltiness. It's like a wow, they don't have enough assets to like. You sound afraid. Him. You sound afraid. No, no, they just don't have enough assets to get against the. De- <laughs> how are they going to bring up another max player? Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Can't wait till you trade Kristoff for Butler. I was going to say, they might go get like a Clint Capella, you know, like a big man. It's a big fucking figure to stick in the middle of their. Uh, uh, offense, defense, and their middle. Start Boban. Wherever they put him in, he does well. Just play the guy. He's huge. I don't think. I don't think he has enough stamina. I don't think he has enough stamina. I think they need like a Trevor Ariza kind of t- a player. Now, you know who they need? That's going to be oh, a free agent this year. Crowder. No, they need they need John Collins. That's who mm. they need. Yeah, I want I, a lot of teams want John Collins. Yeah, that's who. I, the like Ma- I mean, the Mavericks have to go all it's in. It's not going to be, a, but it's not going to be a a very heavy free agency class, right? So I, you have to go all in on John Collins. I really also, like the Hawks. The Hawks win this series. They could they could keep their players. I mean, there's no one they're giving maxes to besides Trey Young. I don't think no, they likes- actually they're actually paying a lot to fucking uh, Gallinari. Fuck, who's the other one? Clint, I think Clint Capella has yeah kind of a contract. I was gonna say I don't I mean, think John Collins likes Trey Young. I do. John, John I Collins. Doesn't, I don't think so. I don't even think he's like close to like what he like his peak. Like not even close. Also, if a trade were to happen, I don't think any other environment scenario also helps Kristaps. I think he's just not. I think he just kind of lost a step. I don't think he goes somewhere else and like rejuvenates anything. I think this just because he sucks. Not sucks, but he's not as good. Yeah, he's, he's, not, he's, not, the best, he's not the best player on any team. Um, but I do, I do like Crowder going to the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, but the He's Suns aren't going to get rid of Crowder. They signed him to. I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, like that would be like my like. Maybe they should trade for Draymond. Honestly, dude. Moving right along. So the Portland Trailblazers just recently hired a head coach, a new head coach, Chauncey Billups. This is fascinating. Eruption and controversy has entered the NBA. In 1997, Billups and fellow former Celtic Ron Mercer were accused of sexually assaulting a woman at the home of teammate Antoine Walker. No charges were filed. So he recently just had a press conference or an introductory press conference about being a head coach, and they were just grilling him on questions. Your thoughts on the hire? Why I, I, Why is this the first time I'm hearing about this? When did this I, happen? I think it's a similar situation to the Mavericks in that the, the Trailblazers need to do whatever 
they can to make Damian Lillard happy. And if he says that that he wants Billups as his head coach, they need to go hire Billups. If he says, no, I don't want Billups after all this comes out, they need to fire Billups. Like, it's as simple as that. They just need to do what he says. Because, again, what do they have if they lose him? Well, apparently, he, like, he's happening. one foot out the door that he wants to go. I got a question. When did this happen? 97. That happened his rookie year. Why is it just now being brought up? I'm pretty sure he got other other jobs in the NBA in different spots. Yeah, it's just it's being brought up now because whenever someone comes to light, all this stuff comes out because people can get you know views and clicks I and know, reads but, on it. But he's literally he was, like, he was a, how did it not come out of light when he was playing? Because there's a movement, KT. It's a Me Too movement. People finally have the uh, feel feel empowered enough to come forward. Wait, was no, he that's accused? That's came forward in '97. Well, I'm saying was he accused or charged? I don't know what that's doing. Anyway. No charges were filed. Okay, so uh, yeah. why is this even he prob- being brought he up? He probably settled at a court. It shouldn't pop earlier. If you want, but if you want people to pick it up, like pick the story up, then this would be the most ideal time to come forward. I guess it's just tough. It's just weird, and then it's like, I like the move. Uh, Billups has a uh, chance to lead a team, just like he led the Pistons to a championship. I'm rooting for him, but I don't think he'll do that well because player coaches just genuinely don't do as well as they could unless they're on a super team like Ty Lue, and then they I think back. I think the Trailblazers are going to make a big fucking move this offseason. I don't know what it's going to be. But... It's going to be losing Lillard. Yeah, yeah it's, no. gonna, it's literally going to be losing <laughs> Exactly. No, it's going to be keeping Lillard and McCollum and adding a third star. I just don't know who it's going to be. No, they're going to trade. They're going to trade for like three uh, old fucking. They're going to trade for Chris Stapp's poor sink. <laughs> <laughs> no, you think so, bro. It trade, might actually happen. They're going to trade Lillard for Chris Stapps. All right, last topic to discuss for the NBA. Scottie Pippen and Kevin Durant had some beef this past week. Pippen was critical of Durant's play in Game 7 against the Bucks. The key moment hinged on Durant missing that game-winning shot in overtime, even after he nearly won the game in regulation with an incredible bucket in the final seconds. So Durant's toe was on the three-point line, and the basket merely forced overtime instead of winning the game. Pippen went on to compare Durant to LeBron James, insinuating that LeBron is a far smarter player who wouldn't have attempted the game-tying shot at all. Kevin Durant tweeted back, didn't the great Scottie Pippen refuse to go in the game for the last second shot because he was in his feelings his coach drew up the play for a better shooter? Question mark, question mark. Scotty Pippen has been known to to be very difficult to get along with. I know Charles Barkley Barkley has some some problems with him, but I just think that there's nothing more disrespectful than Kevin Durant tweeting this guy Scott. I mean, <laughs> you can't come back from that. Uh, and and I I think it's it's just it, it needs to be noted that you know Kevin Durant he he's a great basketball player and all. But he has uh, that Mamba mentality for internet trolling. I mean, there there's no one there who who spends the time and dedicates the the hours to to trolling people on the internet like he does. No, it's true. I also I think th- that given the situation, you want Kevin Durant taking that last shot. Like that's the only person you want. I'm taking a tired Kevin Durant over anybody else on that team. Joe Harris shot fucking like one for fifty. That's yeah. There was no, there was no other option. I mean, Harden, Harden was hurt. Kyrie was hurt. Harris was cold. Uh, I mean, and I, I think Pippen telling KD that he's not LeBron 
seems like it kind of stems from his own insecurities about being exactly compared to, to Jordan. I mean, come yeah. on. Pippin, Pippin lives in this thing where he his greatest legacy was being the best sidekick on the Notorious Ooh. Bulls team. And I think, and while, and I love the Bulls team, I think Pippen's really good, but that's the truth. He was a sidekick. Even their game-winning shots down the line in the playoffs, uh, Steve Kerr hit him, uh, Bill Paxson, their other point guard hit him. Scotty wasn't hitting him, and he did sit out when he was in his feelings for, like, longer than just a game. He, in his contract year, when he didn't want to play for anymore, he sat out for, I think, a while, and then went to the Trailblazers. I think he's just, I think him being the sidekick and him being that option B has ate away at him for a long time, even hey, when he's playing. Yeah. And, and on the KD side... Okay, he was one for two in game-winning shots that night. It's not that bad to shoot 50% on game-winning buzzer beaters. It's really not that bad. So even if his own his own teammates aren't upset that he missed a shot, like, I think Pippen's just way out of pocket. Yeah, hurt people hurt people. You know what I mean? Next up, we have college baseball. The oh, national championship game, Vanderbilt versus Mississippi State. And it's looking like Mississippi State's going to run away with the little chip. So this is going to be the first team sports championship that Mississippi State's ever going to win or has ever won. So the last, one ever. last one ever, right? That's gonna that's pretty crazy to think since they've been in sports for I don't know 100 years or so. Vanderbilt, I don't know the whole story about Vanderbilt or how that went down, but there was I guess a COVID outbreak on NC State. And so Vanderbilt moved up into the national championship game without having to play that extra game. A lot of controversy there, but Vanderbilt's not going away with the championship this year. But I have always felt like college baseball was always underlooked. Not a lot of people ever talk about it. I kind of feel like it's just a sport that passes by each season and doesn't get the credit or entertainment that it deserves. Y'all's thoughts? I don't think that at all. uh, It's not over until the fat lady sings. All I got to say is that college baseball, fucking, like, that stadium and everything, the World Series, fucking sick, dude. They have to all go to this, like, crazy-ass stadium. It's always electric. So I don't believe that college – I mean, like, everyday college baseball, yeah. But once we get into, like, the College World Series, I think it's very interesting and very popular. The last time also, the College World Series was interesting was when Southern Miss was in it. So shocked by Van Brilt losing. Uh, Lamar Rocker too. plummeted his draft stock. I don't okay, know, the, fat, the fat lady just sung. They they lost. <laughs> I I don't know if um, Kumar Rocker's hurt or what, but it is just like he just went out today and he got fucking shelled, walking people left and right. Maybe that he shouldn't have stayed late. fucking eight years at Vanderbilt. I think he went left last year, but since the COVID outbreak, he's going to go back one more year. Major League Baseball. Now this has been. Absolutely fascinating to see over the past couple of weeks when we were talking about the substance crackdown. We've seen a lot of umpires cutting into the middle of games, asking to see the players' gloves to see if there's anything going on. So are there too many sticky substance checks going on right now? No, that's I think there's too many. Do. I think there's I too mean, many. What, what do you like? Obviously, at the beginning, they're going to check every fucking time because Manfred's telling them to check him. So they probably have like a quota where they like check every so often. The idea that like it, it's just so shitty because it's like you don't implement this middle of the season. Like that's why the check so often is because you're in the middle of fucking season. Like I am surprised that even this like only like a couple players have been caught so far. Yeah, I mean, because I, I don't think it would be as like big that, of a deal if it if it had did start in the beginning. Also, the weird thing is now there's like this gray area. Like even we were talking about it like off recording where it's like 
you know, they're checking for stuff, and then some people just use, like, sweat and water and then the rosin bag, and it's like, well, is that illegal or is that legal? Like, there's this weird yeah. gray area now where they're cracking it's down weird. everything. It's weird that they, that rosin is illegal, but it's on the field, like. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. And, and it's weird to give umpires discretion whether to throw people out, like, I like I, I understand checking everybody. Like if they started doing that in the beginning, it wouldn't be a big deal. Everybody'd be like, "Okay, that's just weird," but okay, I get it. But they start in the beginning or in the middle of the season, and I don't know how it's gonna be if they're gonna do it less in the middle. Like if they start doing it less, then everybody would be already be okay with it. You know, if they if it's in the middle of the season already. But if if umpires have the 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 power to just throw anybody out like whenever they want. I just I don't know. That seems like it's gonna be a gray area. It's like all their checks are such like a such like an ordeal. Like all like on the dime, it's an ordeal. MLB loves uh like employing umpires that they obviously do not need. So just put one at each dugout when the pitcher comes off to go in. Check him there off the field. Doesn't take him off his doesn't take off time and doesn't take off the game. Just do it after he's already done. And if you catch something, you catch something and make the penalties really harsh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm getting Three. flashbacks of going to the airport looking at them checking the pitchers. If you want to, if, if you want to TSA them, do it on their way into the dugout, and don't throw off the game. Don't make it a public whole scene. Just do it. So just have an ump stand by the dugout. Is that Mariners pitcher officially going to get suspended now? Yeah, ten games. Yeah, he's I, I, he's not appealing it. I don't think actually. But he was Why just way? using the pitcher. combination of rosin and sweat, right? I think that should be legal. But it's yeah. nat. It's almost natural though. It's just. It's just the the only reason. How are you not going to sweat? The only reason he's suspended is because he was ejected by the umpire. Like they're just following through with the protocol. It's they're they're giving the umpire full discretion on throwing people out. And then if they're thrown out, I like they don't even have to collect the glove or anything. They just follow through with the the suspension. What I loved is when they went and checked Max Scherzer, and he was really into it and fired him up. But if if they would have seen him got it, get into it and get riled up and then thrown him out off of his reaction, that if that happens, I'm gonna be pissed about that. I wanted to yeah. see the cup. I wanted to see the you know the 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 cup fall out and everything. So talking about player profiles, will Mike Trout ever have a winning legacy if he stays with the Angels? Like like winning legacy is in like getting you know getting championships, getting rings. Probably not. But not regardless. Sure. Even on a team that doesn't win, he's still recognized as could be the greatest player of all time, one of the greatest players of all time. So he'll have a legacy, but he's not going to win on the Angels, and that just kind of sucks because they'll probably, probably you're going to acquire anybody. Maybe people will jump over to play with Otani, but then also they might just lose Otani. That's what I'm saying. Is like, it's really funny. The Angels are the weirdest fucking team. How do you have the two greatest baseball players, or two, oh, yeah, the two greatest baseball players of our generation and be sub 500? No pitching. They, yeah, they have no pitchers. <laughs> Dude, one of the greatest players is a pitcher. They have Otani. Uh, he, he pitched two innings tonight, seven earned runs. Okay, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Spot, I'm sorry. I missed one spot. He, he pitched point two innings and <laughs> gave up seven earned runs. To the Yankees. That's a I, one. Bro, I mean, I no, he can't do everything. Just give him, give him some time off, you know? Here's the thing, Incredible. like how much, like Anyways. how much he's like, I want to be in the home run derby because, like, what it means, I'll be like one of the first to do it and whatever and things like that. For how much he loves like tradition of baseball and like being a part of those things, he wa- like Otani wants to pitch in the pinstripes one day. He's gonna do it. That's what I'm saying. Oh. He needed he. How good would he be at Yankee Stadium? Twenty eight home runs now. He'd have fifty. He would he'd have also 50. give up fifty. He'd be a horrible pitcher there. 
Oh, but you know, I mean, it's gonna have a com. It's gonna be a conversation. Or the or the Dodgers. He's gonna he's gonna pitch in one of the big markets just to be like, because that's that, that's gotta be on the bucket list of things for him to do. Well, how many years does he have left? But I love how like the Angels player now is Otani. Like, move aside Mike Trout. You know, oh he's, already, he's already no. broke. No, no he's already broke is, the dude. record. He's already broke the home run record before All Star break. He he broke Mike Trout's uh, Angels record. With 28 home runs. I mean, he the dude, he's more special. He's more special than Trout. Oh. Mike Trout. Mike Trout, if he... Who the, who the fuck is Babe Ruth? <laughs> All I know is Shohei Otani. Well, no, you got to think Trout. about this. this oh, can I say one thing real quick? This is my uh, one thing about Shohei compared to Mike Trout. Dude, people were like, I don't even know who Mike... Like, normal people were like, they don't really know, like, Mike Trout that well. Like, I, a lot of people don't understand. They just hear how good he is. They don't really understand. I see a Shohei Otani highlight every fucking time I, I put on, I go on Twitter. Like every single time. I never saw Mike Trout highlights for the longest time. Otani, he's it. He's the face of baseball right now. Jud- judging purely based off of shoulders, I'd give it to Otani. <laughs> is the face of baseball right now because it's new and it's exciting. But if Mike Trout just finishes career his career doing just Mike Trout things, doesn't have to, doesn't have to improve, doesn't have to do anything crazy. He is the greatest baseball player we've seen in the last, like, 100 years. I mean... I don't know how good defensively he is because I don't watch the games. He's incredible okay. defensively. Okay, that's a good thing. Well, I'm saying is, like, Barry Bonds literally <laughs> fucking played, like, 10 years ago. And that motherfucker is the greatest hitter of all time. So it's, like, it's weird. Like, I really love Trout. And I think he's a really fucking good player. But Tony's greater is, than him. But Tony's Trout's one of the only people. Trout and, and I think Tatis could do it. Like, in modern day, could have a 40-40 season. I think Acuna could do it. Acuna almost did it. Acuna went 40, 38 or something. He could, he could. He could. I think he's nasty. Love Acuna. Talking about players, y'all's thoughts on... Schwarber. Schwarber. Oh, my goodness. How's he looking right now? I don't know. He's like Barry Bonds right now. He just fucking hits everything. He might be on the juice like Barry Bonds. I don't know. He woke up one day and said, you know what? I'm just going to hit home runs. I, I don't Is think it stays hit- hot. Is he going to stay oh, on the shot. Rivals, or is he going to go to a Yankees or Dodgers Red Sox situation? Whoever gives him most money. Gonna, the Yankees, the Yankees are going to sign him for like five years, one hundred twenty-five million dollars, and <laughs> he won't he won't hit twenty home runs again. <laughs> Schwarber will cool off in the next week, and that's why before this recording started, Devin was trying to dish him already. Cool off the next week. It's so I mean, good. I, I I I'm trying to dish him because I I think it's it's fun to trade. If you Schorber, stuttered a lot in that. Hey, hey, if Schorber, if Schorber faked an injury, right? Like right now, the payday he would get is going to be so immense. Because he's on a one-year $10 million deal. If, he, he's, like, if he's juicing, injury, he should. If he's juicing, he should fake an injury because he's going mean, to get tested. He's doing the exact – okay, so everybody compares you know, all of his other seasons to 2019. His numbers look exactly the same as that year. And he hit 38 home runs. Who says he can't match that or even push for 40 home runs? He's already at what 25? Is he? Is you he in the derby? Gonna... Oh no, I, yeah. I didn't say that. Yeah, I don't he think could... he's gonna hit 65 because that plays on baseball. It feels like no. I think he could hit 50 home runs. I mean, do you think that's unreasonable to 25 no. home, more home runs? It's not unreasonable. Oh, but this I think, season? I don't think it'll happen. Yeah, it's not unreasonable. It, no, it's unreasonable for this season. I think we're too close. 25 we're... more home runs. There's only we're, like we're not even we're we're. No, we're we're not even halfway yeah, through. I don't, I don't know about that one. Talking the National Hockey League, the NHL guys, the Stanley Cup Finals, it's here. 
the Lightning versus the Canadians. Talking about the Lightning, let's let's see. There seems to be a recent trend in sports where teams are finding more ways to circumvent their respective salary caps. This is common specifically with teams that have won a championship recently and want to retain depth. We've seen it in the NFL with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, among other teams, and the voidable year contracts. We've also seen it in the NHL with the Tampa Bay Lightning and Kucherov spending the whole season on long-term injury reserve only to come back just in time for the playoffs and dominate. Are teams going too far with this type of circumventing behavior? Or are they merely playing within the rules they are given? I, I just think, you know, everybody hates the NBA because of super teams. It seems like it's on parkours for super teams. Hold on. Angle, I, don't, I don't want to sound like stereotypical, but I just find it so crazy that, was it, a Canadian team has not been to the Stanley Cup since 1993? is really weird that's crazy to me because that's like their gig that's their sport <laughs> you know what i mean i know it's like and i know it's not all canadians on the team and whatnot it's people from all over the world but like how does that happen I, I, wait i know like the maple leaves are like cursed or whatever what, whatever it is i don't know how the oilers are i don't know how the flames are i don't know how the canucks are but i know the canadians are like the, the most successful canadian franchise or like nhl franchise in terms of, like, a lot of they yeah. want a shit ton. But how in the world does a Canadian team not go to the Stanley Cup since 1993? That's crazy to me. I don't answer that. Is crazy to me as well. Because they don't the 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 best players go to the the teams that can pay the most. Saving the best for last, ladies and gentlemen. It's here. Oh, we're already over that. It's one. waiting. Yes, it is. It's time. It's Euro time. Brock, oh my! Take it away. Here we are, folks. Back at it again. What an electric round of 16 that we witnessed here this past week. Some surprise teams have been eliminated, which include France, Germany, and the Netherlands. And we were also delighted to watch four extra time games throughout the round of 16. A lot of great action. It's great to see the sport in the uh, limelight. But we're going to go over the uh, quarterfinal rounds here, and we're going to give uh, another rehash edition of our predictions as we uh, look over the round of 16 matchups and then go into the round of eight uh, predictions. First matchup we have here is Switzerland against Spain. Switzerland hot off a shocking upset win against the world champion France. Uh, they are now officially in uncharted territory as they have never made it to the quarterfinals. But personally, I still feel comfortable with taking Spain in this matchup as, uh, you know, despite the display that Jacques and his men put on against France, I still have Spain to win this game. How do we feel about it? I agree. I would think Spain would win. But, I mean, the reality is, is you know, last pot I sat down with all my chips, put it on one team, and now I just kinda, I'm just kind of out of it now. Spain have scored 10 goals in the past two games. You know, they're looking good. The Swiss... They're going to have to look for some uh, for advice from their banks uh, on fortifying their defense if they want to stop these Spanish strikers, okay? I'm taking Spain all the way because they're, they're hot right now. All the way to the semis or all the way, all the way? No, I think they run into the, uh, the unstoppable force of Belgium. Interesting, interesting. Mr. Steve? I think Ukraine's going to win all, win it all. 
Oh my god. Alright, we'll get I to mean, that. We'll get to that. Hold on, hold on. Save your take. We'll get to that. Take? We'll get to that. Uh Cole, Switzerland by a billion. Yeah, no, I, I I was right at the start. Switzerland you were... beat France. Thank you very much. I will take them again to beat Spain. The miracle run still continues. Love it. All right, let's go on to the next matchup. We have England against Ukraine. Here we go. Ukraine, also a team coming off an upset win, which was against Sweden. They look to shock the world and defeat a pretty impressive English side. But unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the English stars will shine bright in this matchup. I think their quality will be the difference. And this is uh, how you say a donkey kicking. With all due respect to uh, Ukraine, I have like a 4-1, 4-0 matchup in mind here. How we feel? This does seem like the most lopsided matchup in the quarterfinals. Uh, I feel bad for England because it is pretty lopsided against them. So I'm going to take Ukraine here. Even last <laughs> week when I... Wait, hold on. Wait. <laughs> out of pity? Out of pity. You heard me. You heard me. Yeah, I mean, I got I agree with Cole. I got... I got Ukraine winning two to one. I mean, what is what do they even do in Ukraine? Like, you you know those people don't actually want to go back to Ukraine and do whatever the hell they do. <laughs> I mean, they're gonna they're gonna try to win the championship and they're gonna win the championship. Okay, there it is. So, I mean, that would last, be electric, but I have, you know, even last week with my love of Croatia, I still had England winning the whole thing last week. I still have I still have them win the whole thing. Today. Oh, here we go. I have England. I have England win the whole thing. I think this is their year. I have England winning the whole thing, and I stand firm on that. Just my my finals opponent didn't get there, but I still stay. So firm you on that. you believe it's coming home? I do look, believe it's coming home? Look out, because the three lions are roaring. Okay, and those three lions are Kane, Sterling, and Saka. Okay, oh. if, they, if they continue preying on these unfortunate souls, there's nothing they can do <laughs> to stop it from coming home. I love it. I love it. Any more takes on this matchup? Chernobyl. Disastrous. On to the next matchup. <laughs> we have the uh, Czech Republic against Denmark. Now, both teams could certainly uh, have a Cinderella role here. But at this point, whoever faces Denmark now adopts the villain role. I mean, I, well, not really, but no one wants to see Denmark lose now. You know what I mean? But Absolutely. I don't think the, uh, the Czechs give a hoot. To be honest, they have quality on their side. I'm feeling another dramatic game here. This one goes to PKs. I'm, pre I'm predicting my first PK matchup here. And at this point, you can really flip a coin to who wins this game. But I am going to go with the fairy tale good ending. And I'm going to go with the Danish Dynamite to advance to face England. How do we yeah, feel? I'm, cra about I'm, I'm craving some Danish pastries right now. I'll, I'll definitely take Denmark on this matchup. Three to one. Three to one. Oh what my. was one? What was once a fairy tale has turned into a full Hollywood script. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, Denmark had the only donkey kicking in the knockout rounds. Okay, they're not looking to slow down. Okay, I, I think I, I agree. You know that I think what five of the last six games between these two have ended in a draw. I think a, a shootout is definitely possible, but of course, we have to continue with the, the tasty treats. Okay, we have to go with Denmark. I agree, Steve. How do we feel about it? I, I got Denmark 4 0. Oh my. <laughs> Another donkey kicking prediction. <laughs> we got all our takes in on this matchup. 
I got Denmark like 3-1. Fringe donkey kick, but not. Wow. You have some respect. And here we go with the next matchup. One that I admit gives me a bit of nerves. Here we go, folks. It is Belgium against Italy. With their golden generation, Belgium are now favorites, in my opinion, to win the Euros. They had an impressive performance against Portugal. They were able to defend Ronaldo and his counterparts and kept the Portuguese side from scoring. And they really are an impressive side. And that is why I have Italy absolutely donkey kicking Belgium out of the Euros. Shirley Mobile with a hat trick and throw in a brace from Lorenzo Isigny. Italy wins 5-1. Bring on Spain in the semifinal. 5-1? 5-1? I say 6-0. Let's go. Belgium wins. Fire me up. Get them out of here. I don't think Italy wins. uh, Unfortunately, you know... Well, I should say, fortunately, there was no structural damage uh, to, you know, both star players, Jabronia and Hazard. You know, I think they were already ruled out of, of tomorrow or Friday's game. And um, we'll see if they can they can play if they beat Italy. Since Eden can't make it, his little brother is going to have to step up again like he did against, he did against Portugal. You know, uh, I think this is going to be the best match of the quarterfinals, and it's going to be hard to uh, to to for Belgium to break down Italy's you know ironclad defense. Uh, they're Catanazio. Uh, so uh, here we go. We're on to the semifinals. Here we go. We got. Uh, I had Spain. Cole had Switzerland. No, I had Germany. They lost, which we need to mention. Actually, they're they're gone. Cole, what what happened with that? They're still in. What are you talking about? In our hearts, maybe. No, I think there's anything we need to mention is the uh, is Mbappe missing the last penalty. Uh, no on. Mbappe what slander was... will be tolerated on this podcast. It happens what? to the best of them. It happens not... to the best no, of them. No, 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 it does no. not. No, every no, great no, pitcher, no. Every great pitcher has a bad outing. Every great quarterback is bad. It happens to the best of them. Not in that of all the headlines round one, we're not going to talk about the amazing game that Croatia played. Not going to touch amazing on that. Amazing thrashing they, they took. Oh, they Ooh. just they got tired, they got gassed, and they got Hold they on. got. We need, talk, we need to talk about semifinals. I have Spain and Italy in my semifinal matchup. Does anyone else have that? No, I have Spain and Belgium. Spain, uh, uh, correct. Does anyone else have Spain and Belgium? I'm I going do with as consensus well. here. I do. All right, we have Spain and or we're gonna go with Spain and Belgium on this side. On the other side, we have Denmark and England. Is that consensus? What? You yep. You're leaving yeah. out Italy. How dare you? I'm going with consensus. Even though Italy is winning it all, I'm going with you know what yeah. everyone feels for the sake of the episode. So we have Denmark and England on one side. So I'm gonna start with the the Spain and Italy, or excuse me, Belgium. And in that in that case, I'm gonna go with Belgium. Because I don't think Spain has the talent or quality to get past Belgium. How do we feel about it? Yeah, Spain's really bad. I don't know. I how think the winner of the winner of Belgium versus Italy is going to win the tournament. Yeah, for sure. I like this take. I like this take. That that's honestly that's honestly the championship right there game. But it's unfortunate we don't get Belgium against France. Yep, it guys, is. You guys don't no, like England that much. France, France is gas. They were. I like good. England. I do oh, like England. England, I don't know if... England is the uh, is the hype pick. You know, it's home home field. Uh, it's coming home. 
You know, well, now they, they have to they play in great. Italy. They have they haven't given they haven't given up a goal this entire tournament. So are we, are we, are we, okay, here we go. Let's go to the next matchup then, since we're already on England. Let's talk about England against Denmark. How do we feel about this matchup? Personally, I'm afraid to say it. This this is where the fairy tale ends. You've said that about five times before. You know what, Cole? You got to keep the story interesting. And that is why the Danish delights have been spoiled. <laughs> They're now moldy. And uh, you have to throw them in the trash. Because is- England's quality will be much better. And uh, I will have the pie and mash. Is is Eric's <laughs> officially ruled out? Yes. So, Steve, how do you feel about England against Denmark? I mean, I'm I'm confused why Ukraine's not in this. Exactly. <laughs> where where did Ukraine go? Ukraine got donkey kicked a while ago. Yeah, but Ukraine, listen. Denmark doesn't matter. England you, buys. Ukraine. 12. Here's the thing with Ukraine: they don't want to go back and ride trolleys and build nuclear plants. Whatever they do in Ukraine, Whoa. they don't want to. Do. Um, so they're being annexed by Russia. They're. I mean, yeah, look it up, kids. I think it's pretty obvious that they're going all the way to the finals of winning. So I'm a little confused why they're not in it right now. But I don't know. So with the Belgium and England final, how do we feel? about this matchup. I actually would would not mind this being the final. I think this would be a good final. I think England honestly does deserve to be in the final. They're a good squad. Belgium with their golden, golden generation would be a huge disappointment for them to not even, you know, come this far to win potentially a title. Honestly, I don't know. I honestly ah I, I I have to go with Belgium. England versus Spain, Belgium or Italy will be fantastic. Um, but I, I think I'm going to have to also go with Belgium. They were, they were my pick in the, the very beginning. You know, I, I knew they would have a gauntlet. And if they make it all the way to the finals, that's that's the best, you know, indicator of, of them actually winning the whole thing. I mean, they, they've beaten the best teams already. So It's England in a close game, and it's off, it's off a winning goal of Sterling. Sterling's the one that's going to win them this thing. I like that. I do like to watch uh, English people celebrate when they throw beer at each other. It is fun to watch. Yeah, but do they have nuclear bombs like Ukraine? So, <laughs> with Belgium winning the uh, Euro 2020, 2021, this ends in a historic tournament. Actually, no, we're going to revisit this when the semifinals happen anyway. Unfortunately, that France lost because I do think we missed out on some really uh, entertaining matchups, but it's going to be entertaining regardless. We're, gonna, we're now going to uh, transition into the... Uh... Uh, Copa America. Are we? Hold on, let me bring up the bracket. We got time. What hold on. No, hold on. I love it. I'll bring up the bracket. Hold on. I'll bring up this bracket. Yeah, I think, I, I, I think Ukraine's going to win that we one. Can't, we can't have a Euro segment and not talk I, about I, Messi. All right, here we go. <laughs> oh, I know, I know who's going to yak the Ecuador players when they have to play uh, Messi in Argentina. You know, yeah, there's I would, no way. <laughs> There's absolutely no way. I would be a little, my stomach would be aching a little bit, you know. Argentina, you know, with this matchup, the quality's better. Unfortunately, Ecuador, they don't have the quality that Argentina does. They go to the semis. Devin, how do you feel about it? Or Steve I mean, or Cole? The, listen, the, the, the age-old debate is, is still talked about. Messi or Ronaldo, okay? 
I think a lot of people, you know, they've been watching the Euros. They've been forgetting about Messi. I think now they're going to flip the channel. They're going to see the Argentina versus Ecuador game, and they're going to go, whoa, <laughs> I remember this guy. Well, well who's, who's the underdog in this one? We don't. We don't Ecuador. discriminate around Ecuador here. Ecuador for sure is the underdog. All right. Well, Ecuador is wait. currently at plus five thousand for winning the. Okay. Event. Well, here's my take. Ecuador is going to win it all. Wait until we talk about uh, <laughs> the Cup of African Nations next. Yeah, you could Ivory put a hundred bucks. You could put a hundred bucks on Ecuador and win five thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, Ecuador is going to win it all. That's the thing. We got Uruguay. I thought it was Uruguay. Uruguay against Colombia. <laughs> Only question is, is biting allowed? And if so, Uruguay is taking it. It's going to be it. the it's going to be the closest matchup for sure. Out of I agree. This is this, this actually I'm trying to think of, you know, if Suarez is playing and Cavani, maybe Cavani might be too old. My boy, James. <laughs> I think my boy, James takes it. I Columbia think actually has a lot play. of pretty good Premier League players. So here we go. We have the next matchup. We have Brazil against Chile. I mean, I love Chile. I do love Chile too. Yeah. Hormel. That's the oh, best are we talking about? The yeah, team? I. I mean, I think name. I, I mean, Neymar and Brazil are favored to win the whole thing. I mean, I think this is an easy, easy pick for Brazil. Um, you know, that it's just it's gonna. I think the final right. is gonna end up having Brazil no matter what. You're right. It's gonna be just an absolute shocker. All right, next matchup, we have Peru against. Paraguay. I really don't know too much about either of these sides. Yeah, I always, I always like these kind of matchups because neither, neither one of these teams are, are going to win the entire thing, so it's fun to pick who do you think is going to win. And I'm going to pick Peru solely because uh, my Spanish teacher in high school, who who was very attractive, she studied Spanish in Peru, and so this who was it? Who was it? This is definitely this goes. This one goes out to Miss Fine herself. Semi-finals, we have Argentina against Uruguay. And honestly, I, I, I truly feel like uh, this is not too hard to pick. I'm going to go with Argentina here in this one. Could be a shocking uh, ordeal, but I doubt it. I think the, the world, better side is Argentina. The world wants to see the best players play the best players. Okay, we all I agree with. We this. all want to see Argentina. So it's going to be Argentina versus Brazil. Brazil. Yes, yes, that's the that, and that's the unfortunate thing with the Copa America. Although the Chile's won it a few times, it, so it kinda, it's the the playing field is not as strong as the Euro. This is it's way more lopsided than the Euro. Yes, correct. It's a lot more top heavy. <laughs> so uh, there goes our uh, our football segment that rounds out this podcast episode we'd like to give a shout out and thank you everyone for joining me today we have uh, some sponsors dfa services uh, <laughs> yes, sir. We'd like to say thank you so much so we uh, also have uh, new horizons of the treasure coast sponsoring us uh, mental health matters there you go there's another and, uh, one next level drinks they got hydrogen water hydrogen and water we'll be at onlyfans.com We'll, we'll be adding more sponsors as the episodes come in. But we'd like to thank you all for joining us today. Catch us next week.